This show is pre-recorded and furnished by The Cochrane Firm. We are KBC AM Talk Radio 790. We are coming to you live from Culver City. You are listening to A Nation Divided, folks. And we are indeed A Nation Divided. I am Ty talking to you from the studio. My name is Brian Dunn. I'm sitting across from my best friend in the entire universe, Mr. James Oates. He's here and present in the flesh. How are you here. feeling, brother? I'm live. Stay six feet away from me, buddy. I feel very electrified, B. Electrified. electrified. I was going to say that when we did our Electoral College show, but I didn't get to say that, so I'm going to say it now. Electrified. Yes. Electoral yeah, College. It kinda, Folks, it's that time out. again. Dust off your election shoes. Get on your nice red suit because our vocabulary will become inundated with strange concepts like Electoral College. Contingent election. Yes. At least we're not going to have to worry about hanging chads anymore. Hanging chad. Bush versus Gore. We remember that one. Oh, my goodness. So, folks, we may be headed for just a wonderful bit of drama in November. January 20th, too. And this is the circumstance that I want to talk about you guys today. And this is not just idle fighters, fireside chat. This is not just something that is hypothetical. A lot of people are talking about this. Not just a conspiracy. What is going to happen if, during the election, it's a narrow victory for Joe Biden, the Electoral College shakes out with very few uh, votes in between. As it often does. And on that next day in the morning, rather than concede, we see a barrage of tweets from our president saying, I'm not Fraud! going. Fraud! This is I'm horrible! I'm not going! Five million illegal immigrants voted! This is fraud. I will not go. Fraud. Fraud. Now, we've all had that experience, folks, where you let your friends stay on your couch for a few days. <laughs> and then it's kind of time for him to right, go, and he's right. not going. Right. He's just kind of like, there. Look, man, I'm going to have to call the cops. You're going to have to get out of here. I mean, yeah, well, sorry, what yeah, are, come on. He should I get need my the couch hint. back. The person should get the hint, but they're just, and you come home, and they're just on your couch. What's going to happen if... Mr. Trump, who we love because he's provided incredible amounts of material. Oh my gosh! Yeah. For for any any person uh, running a radio show, show. what's going to happen if he just doesn't go? If, if there is no concession, um, and we've really kind of, kind of played that out because folks, a lot of people are talking about this, but they don't have Mr. Jim Oates. <laughs> we do. They don't have Jim Oates. So, Jim, I want you to break it down for our listeners the same way you just broke it down to me. Well, I mean, There's they, a whole lot of scenarios, folks, but really, we're going to there, really... There's a lot of different ways it could go down, right? Yeah. Yeah, but we're going to actually kind of talk about some of the most likely ones because, folks, this is not a hypothetical conversation. This is actually something that could seriously happen uh, because there are so many variables that go into what makes the president the president. It's not just the Electoral College. It's... All the issues regarding uh, is everyone's vote being counted. You have the mail-in situation. Oh, yeah. You have uh, so many moving parts here. And is the person uh, going to accept it if you're Donald Trump? I've never seen him admit 
uh, any form of loss. loss. I've never seen him admit failure. Defeat. I have never seen him say, Being I'm sorry. Wrong, right. He has never uh, admitted anything. Would he concede that, you know, he might not win? I mean, that's really the thing, isn't it? It's the, it's this sort of precedent that he set for himself. We watch him all the time. We see the, the, the tweets he makes. He's tweeted right. about this. He said it last year. Like, he had a tweet last year basically where he said, what if the people just want me to stay? And there is a tradition, folks, that you may not know about, but this is something that I've always found really interesting. The outgoing president always leaves a note for the incoming president. Yes. And one of the most heartwarming notes ever was left by uh, George W. Bush Sr., rest his soul. I always felt he was a good man. Yes, yes, And yes, he left it yes. for Clinton. And it was really just straight from the heart. Right. You know, American to American. Exactly. There was peaceful no transition of power. But it was so dignified. Yes. And it was so gentlemanly and it was so honorable. And, you know, all of these terms have just vanished they from our consciousness as it relates yeah, to right. the doesn't residency. Exist anymore. Yeah, but anyway, right. uh, Brother Jim, br- break down some scenarios, please. Well, I mean, the, the most likely realistic scenario is, is that we get a couple of swing states, right? Like, say, a Pennsylvania or a Michigan. Right. The electoral vote's extremely close. Right. But it's a win for Biden. And let's say it, it's decided in maybe a Pennsylvania to Michigan by... you got to put Florida in there votes. somehow. I don't or know if Florida, we can really have this Florida. discussion without Florida. Right, because it goes back to the Bush... Or, I'm sorry, brother. Thing, keep right? going, keep going. But let's just, let's just take one of those examples. Just take any one of those states, right? It could be Pennsylvania, Florida, anybody. And let's say it's my 5,000 votes. Yeah. Maybe 10,000 votes. Not... 537 votes but statistically, as it was these are less than a percentage point right, by but, far. But this is really close. Right. Yeah. These are really close, right? But let's just say that's what it comes down to. It's sort of the popular vote in those states. And then Biden wins, right? He's won the electoral. And maybe he's even won the popular vote. But let's just say that Trump decides that he's going to tweet that night. Hey, you know what? That's fraud. Well, he's going to tweet anyway. One way or another, there's going to be a lot of capital letters coming through the internet. I mean, you know, one way or another, there's going to be a lot of tweeting, right? Right. One way or another, we know even after he's out, he's probably going to go after whoever it is. Absolutely. But but so, I mean, think about it like this. Let's say that he just tweets out. He says, yeah, you know what? All of those polls, they should have, those polling stations, they should have closed by 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock. But they stayed open until 2 a.m. And so that's fraud. Okay. And now you got Sean Hannity comes on. You got Rush Limbaugh come on and they say it's fraud. What happens then? Well, his attorneys get involved, and they basically go to court, and they say, we don't believe it. But and this is this is something that our country has been through. And the thing is, there's always been a reason that had something to do uh, with how the election happened and not so much the uh, ethos of who was in charge. You can almost bet that he would not go quietly, uh, no matter what the scenario is. But And it's just based on his, uh, his demonstrated... Uh, Track record. Now, you may call him a sword loser. You may call him a vanguard. You may say this is a person that needs to accept defeat. You could say, no, he's a maverick who is changing our system, and we absolutely should not accept anything well, here's other the than thing. complete victory. Go back yeah. to Bush and Gore, right? Go back to Bush and Gore. We know that the Supreme Court made a ruling that said, you guys down in Florida, you got to stop this recount stuff. Right. Can't keep doing that. And that effectively it's, decided it's Bush was the and president. It decided Bush was uh, right. But here's the thing. The, real, the thing that really ended it was the fact that Gore said, okay— we're done. He didn't fight anymore. He could have. That's a, could he have really after the Absolutely. Supreme Court There's said, all kinds of things they could have come back Oh, with. you know what? I do remember that. That's true. And, I mean, and there was even discussion, of course, and this gets really deep into the political uh, quagmire of it, but the idea that the, the Florida legislature, if it had gone the other way, could have gotten involved. If, in other words, if it had looked like Gore was going to win, right. the Florida legislature could have gone. That's how the way the Electoral College works. So, folks, listen, if you'd like to join the discussion, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at 1-800-222-5222. Uh, 1-800-222-5222. You can always hit us up on the internet during the week at nationdividedradio.com. We have a podcast happening. 
Uh, we're not quite ready to break yet, but this is going to be the issue. And this is just something that is not based on any kind of knowledge. You don't have to have a degree in political science. Uh, we just kind of know what we want to see what people are feeling in their heart. What would this mean for America? Okay. What would this mean if we had a situation in which the sitting president never conceded? Well, here's the thing. We can't read Trump's mind. No one knows what Trump's going to decide, right? Yes. So we have to kind of guess, maybe. Well, there are some hints at it. You can read some tweets. You can see some things he said in the past. But when asked directly about this kind of stuff, he even said it and at He just says, I'll keep you in suspense. In, well, he did say that at one point. But you've got people that are around him. They've been asked this question. They say, of course he would step down. Of course it wouldn't. There'd be no uh, challenging, right? Yeah. Then well, again. I think it was it was Michael Cohen who was his longtime lawyer who yes. kind of flipped. But he year. actually said it on the on the air. He said, "Guys, this is no joke. I've been working with this man, and I understand the way yeah. his mind works." Right, that's what he said. There yeah. is a very realistic possibility that that you know, gigantic uh, whatever right. speckled cow yep. is actually going to show up one that's day. Right. Yeah. And he, he, you know, this is something that would have been unthinkable before mm -hmm. uh, in any other administration. It would never have been unthinkable. Had, never would have even thought about it. And, and you know, people would discussion. be laughing at us. But the reality is this is a very real, uh, a real possibility. So, Jim, uh, I one, mean, one more scenario, though. What if what if it is not even close? I mean, what if they won Obama style? What if it was just a, a smackdown and, and it wasn't even close? It was just a, a, a very convincing defeat. Well, here's the thing. That I, I got to go back to this, just like what you were just saying. So that smooth transition of power. Yes. Now, imagine that we even have to have the discussion in the United States of America with the guy that's the challenger, Joe Biden. And this happened just a couple of weeks ago. Someone asked him, you know, Mr. Biden, what happens if Trump doesn't leave? If he just decides to sit down at the desk in the Oval Office, fold his hands and say, I'm not going. I'm not going. And Biden said it. So he's actually quoted as saying, they said, I'm quite sure that the military would come in and they would escort him out promptly. With a military solution, seriously. But why do we even have to have this discussion in the United States of America? It's right. crazy. Well, folks, anyway, if you'd like to join the discussion, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at 1-800-222-5222. Uh, we're going to take a very short break in a minute, but before we get started, I'd like to very quickly, uh, well, Thorne, we're going to get to you first. At any rate, this is a hot one, folks. And a lot of the things that we say on this show actually come true. Remember that little thing about Trump's taxes? Happened. Supreme Court just ruled this week. Going to have to talk about that when we come back. We have a big crystal ball, folks. It's and right it's here. right in the middle of the studio. It's sitting here. We can see it. We love you all. We'll be right back. Love that song, man. Oh, it's I so beautiful. It. That was I, one I of the greatest my, I lost my hearing ever. when I was 17 years old listening Tom to that song. Tom Schultz again. is God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Straight yeah. up. He made that album in his basement, That has brother. to be, that has to be the best intro to any rock song of all time. Oh, I mean, well, really. more than a few. Almost everything on that album. Yeah. Boston, Boston. That was a great Yeah. Album. Pops used to just blast that when he came home from work. So, folks. The topic that we're talking about is not something from the Twilight Zone, not the reimagined or the old one. This is actually America. What is going to happen if Trump loses the election, at least on paper, and he doesn't budge and he doesn't go and he says this is fraud and I'm not going anywhere? Now, I'd like to open up the discussion, but there's something I got to make clear. We are not for or against any political candidate here. Right. We are not for Trump. We are not against Trump. We are basically for America. And we love the people who are caught in the middle. Absolutely. We love the people that feel powerless. 
But the truth is this could happen. I mean, it's, it has yeah. happened before, and these are realistic scenarios, and then it brings up the question of how does this go down this time? Well, some of the things are already in the oven now, bro. Oh, yeah, This thing about sure. the freaking, uh, what is this, the, the absentee ballots absentee are going to be a problem? Yeah, what that's if the, already what if started kind of raising you know, those questions already before the election's even here. You'd kind like of to join the Kind of land the groundwork. <laughs> If you'd you like, like to join the discussion, you can reach us at 1-800-222-5222. What I do. 1-800-222-KBC. Thorne from West Hollywood, you've been so wonderful holding. And if Good anyone else would like to join, hey, Thorne, you can right. reach us at 1-800-222-5222. What's happening, Thorne? Um, well, first of all, on the uh, Boston intro, I'm the Zeppelin guy, so sorry about that. Oh, oh Zeppelin. Well, well, like Zeppelin. That's comparing apples and oranges, man. Nah, yeah, talking about London versus... Uh, yeah, totally different things. Uh, hey, so I don't even know. Uh, I've never heard you guys. I don't know who I'm talking to. And, uh, you know, it's entertaining. Uh, you know, but let's, let's bring this back to, you know, reality, okay? Absolutely. If Trump, if Trump loses the election... It is absolutely absurd to even spend one second thinking that he won't go peacefully. The man is a man of integrity, and he will follow the rule of law and the Constitution. It's not even a question. So, But now, Thorne, um, Thorn, think yeah. about this for a second. I mean, what if he feels that he has a legitimate – or many people probably feel would feel – what would happen if they feel they got a legitimate claim yeah, that you've got absentee ballots – Exactly, and then that has to get challenged. That right. has to get okay. kicked up the, exactly. the chain of command. Well, but let me get back to the other part of this. Sure. And the chances of Biden winning this election are slim to none and slim left town. This mm. will be a landslide. I'm not a political guy at all. I don't have a party. I, I'm just an impartial observer. I look at this logically, mathematically, scientifically. There's no way that you could get a guy that can't even finish his sentence to be elected as president of the United States. Mm -hmm. And when I look at this impartially and realistically, just going down a list of accomplishments, Trump accomplished more in his first nine months. Well, let me, let me stop you briefly, Thorne. And I, folks, oh. I just want to make it clear. We're not for or against anyone. We're not talking about anyone's accomplishments or lack thereof. A lot of folks agree with all of the sentiments that you just made, all of them. Uh, but what we're kind of doing today is we're thinking about what would it mean if the unthinkable did happen? Now, right. I, I have, really would you've love got to, to you believe have to look at, everything. You have to look at something that's realistically, too. And this is the thing, Thorne, you got to consider. The Economist, I think it was an article a week ago in The Economist. They were talking about their model, their prediction model. They're giving Trump like a one in five chance of winning. Now, I know people said that, stuff like that in 2016. But this is a different scenario, don't you think, Thorne? I mean, realistically... No. Really no, interesting. No, it's no, it's so far fetched. You know, it's you know the media is so that uh, it's it's just amazing what they're they're pumping out there. And listen, I'm just a guy in my car. Listen, you guys, when you say you're not for or against anybody, and look, I mean this most respectfully and most humbly, you guys come across as having a strong bias. Oh, like I'm so sorry, Thorne. No, um, you, you have to blame that on my lack of sleep. Yeah, you, blame, you can blame uh, I, it on me, actually. I'm sleep deprived right now, and uh, well, I really, I, I, I'm not trying to have a bias, Thorn. I really am not. But there are a lot of people in this country that think really strongly one way, and then a lot of people think really strongly in the exact opposite way. And one of the themes for the show is that we want to try to establish a respectful dialogue so that everyone's voice gets heard. And the the issue is, I'm not trying to stifle. Uh, anyone's voice. There are, however, there is there is a voice that says 
that this could potentially occur. And I'm not really interested so much in whether it's going to happen or not. I'm interested in what would happen to our family as Americans if it did. I'm interested in would it rupture the country or would we come together? Uh, because we've had this happen a couple of times. We had it happen. We have. And, uh, and we've got a lot of polarization today. I mean, that's the other question. Have we ever been more divided? Let me ask you this, here. Thorne. And I re- completely respect everything that you're saying. And I want to thank you for calling in for the first time. But, brother, this is my, my real deep question. Do you feel at this point that there are divisions within the country that seem to be really strong right now as it relates to well, it's our not a president. feeling, it's a reality. Yeah, it's, it's insane how it is right now. Yes, it's, it's, yeah, absolutely. I, how do you, I, I, don't think, I don't think any of us could ever imagine a scenario like this. It's right. really disheartening to live in an America I like completely this. agree with you. So divided, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Uh, I want to thank you so much for calling. Thanks, Tom. Um, we're going to try to get to everyone that we can. If you'd love to join the discussion, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at 1-800-222-5222. Don't want to scare anyone away by thinking we're biased because we're not. What we really do want, though, is for our nation to heal. And there are some things that are just inevitable. There are going to be a lot of very unhappy people no matter what happens and no matter who wins. Well, there's a lot of education to be made, too. One of the things that concerns me, and this is the reason that we say the things that we say on the air. Yes. And sometimes we're saying some stuff that's sensational. Sometimes we're asking some questions to get people provoked a little bit. Right. But you and I are both about the system, the process, how the thing really works. And I think that there's a lot of people on both sides of the argument that don't really understand how the system works. Right. So what happens, uh, who decides what happens if it's a deadlock? Tell us what happens. Well, first of all, you haven't got to get to the deadlock. Yeah, how, do we, how would it even happen? And see, here's the thing. Founders put the system together. They say in the Constitution, and we can go through all of that stuff later on in the show, but they say each state can decide how your votes are going to count. Right. And you're going to do that through electors, right? So you're going to have the electoral college. Now, skip forward to today. In, if you looked at it on paper and you looked at each state and you counted up all the numbers, there's no way that it can become a tie. You have to hit 270, right? You got to hit 270 right now, except here's the problem. You got a couple of states, like Nebraska is one of them, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, it's not Michigan, but I'm trying to think off the top of my head. But you've got Nebraska is one of them where they can, each district actually cast their own elector. So you get fill-in numbers. Now let's say that it does end up being closer than everyone thinks it's going to be right now, Polls are saying, without a doubt, Biden, it's a landslide. Yeah, but they, they, we can't really, we can't we, we count can't, on that. We can't we count on that. that before, we can't right? think about that. Yeah, exactly. I don't even want to put that out there, and really. Tru- and, and, to be, and to be fair to Trump, I mean, he's the kind of guy of all people in, in political history, it seems, that could be totally, completely down or a guy you think is going to lose, he ends up winning. I mean, he's that guy. He did it before. The so man is a force of nature. He's a and force I don't of believe that, that way, anyone right? will ever disagree with that. So, But the point is, is that you, if you get into a situation where, again, you get a swing state, like let's say maybe uh, Pennsylvania, and it's... It's going to go one way or the other, but it ends up going for Biden, but it gets really, really close. Let's say you're just within maybe two or three electors, and then you get that split in a, in a state like Nebraska where they actually cast per district, and then it gets even. Now what happens? I think that God has such a sense of humor that <laughs> right, that might just right, happen. Right. It goes you to know? the house. It goes to the House. And so then you got the House has to make the decision. Now, this is what's going to make people's brains melt and the come House out of their ears. The House will decide who wins. The House would decide. And that, 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 that in that particular scenario, if the House of Representatives decides, even though the House is controlled by who? Democrats. Who would win? Republicans. Republicans. Because right. each, each state gets a vote. 
Please Each do not throw rocks at me if you right. see me on the street. And so I am only the messenger. Even though there are more House seats for Democrats, there are more Republican states in the House right now. So if it is a tie, uh, the Republicans are probably going to take it. And, and what's interesting about that, too, is the Senate would make the decision about who would become vice president. And wow. it will be the post-election House and Senate, which also is going to mean that it's very – it's good chance yep. could be a Democrat – uh, Democratic Senate. It sounds like a And then what happens there? You yes. get a Democrat for vice president and get a Republican president. That's it amazing. Happen. Mike, we want to put you on hold for one quick more second. I wanted to get to Ann from Glendale. Uh, folks, if you'd like to join the discussion, you can reach us at 1-800-222-5222. 1-800-222-5222. We have compassion in our hearts. We like to talk about issues that are relevant, and we are most interested in what you just think from your heart. You don't have to any degrees or anything. We're going to respect you. What's happening, Ann? Tell us all about your thoughts. Well, uh, I, I consider California a totalitarian state already, mm. and the Democrats mm. cheat in California, mm. I mean, with the ballot harvesting. Uh, they're very suspect, you know, because of the way they uh, gather votes, uh, go to people's homes, often, you know, if they're older citizens. They sit down with them and guide them to fill out the ballot. Has this ever happened to you, Anne? No. Have you ever seen it happen to one of your friends? No, but I how know that it does happen. It? How have you heard about it? Uh, because uh, I know the, the system that they have, that they, they do go around to these uh, places where people are, uh, you know, a little less capacitated. I'm know. just asking, how do, how do you know that is all I'm asking? I mean, if, if you, how, does this, how do we have information that this happens? And the only reason why I'm asking you this, Anne, I, I've got love in my heart, but there's a lot of uh, they and them and those people and the other, and all of these people that do all of these right. horrible, nefarious things. Yeah. And are they happening? Are they not happening? Well, but notice in the last election, um, you know, the uh, 2018 election, that a lot of the uh, contests that came yeah. in initially for Republicans, after they finished with all the uh, other collected votes, all those seats flipped to Democrats. Now, how did that happen? Well, there are probably some very clear reasons why that it happened. I mean, there were a lot of people that thought that Trump didn't have a chance in exit polls and everything, and he wound up prevailing. The polls aren't always correct, but let me ask you this one question, Ann. Uh, do you believe that in terms of our country, it works best if you have a voice of Republicans and Democrats together? Or yes, do you think we... that it would work best if it was just one side and not well, the other side? Well, we have that in California. We have one party rules the state. Well, I think that you're not going to get a disagreement as it relates to many aspects of that. But it's only one state. But now here's something that's interesting, and let me hit you with this little tidbit. I hear what you're saying, but just to, to help you feel a little bit better about it from your perspective maybe, is that if the, if the House swings, regardless of where the House goes this time around, whether it's a majority Democrat or majority Republican House, the Speaker of the House will be a Californian. Right. And so can we then say that California is strictly ruled by one party. I mean, come on. I mean, we've got, we will, it, whether it's Republican or Democrat, the state of California is going to have the Speaker of the House this time well, around. Well, I, I would prefer not to have the Speaker of the House and have it go to another state. Oh, really? If it's Nancy Pelosi. Well, oh, I want to thank you so much. And folks, if you'd like to join the discussion, <laughs> right. you can reach us at 1 800 222. Don't go anywhere. 5222. 1 800 222. 5222. What's going to happen in our strange world? If we actually reach the day after elections, and it's not like day after Super and Bowl Sunday where you know who won. Yeah, right. It's still a tie. Right.
totally different than Deflate Gate. Totally different than Deflate Gate. You can imagine, Mike, we're going to start with you at the break. If you can imagine people being more angry than they are now. No. It's going to be some interesting footage. Crazy. <laughs> I love y'all. Why don't we hear music like that anymore? I don't make music like that anymore. I, I just, you know, I think growing up in the '70s was probably the absolute you best. Talk about make America time. great again. Get back to that. Get that back music. to the I'm yeah, exactly, you, folks. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we're talking about the uh, wonderful state of our nation, the health of our nation, not just the physical health. Uh, there have been COVID issues, not just the mental health, but just our overall sense of togetherness. This is a time when everybody seems like they're incredibly angry. Incredibly angry. And it's if the concept of us working together appears to be lost. So if we take this same kind of us against them mindset into November, what is going to inevitably happen is there are going to be furiously angry people who feel as though they have been wronged on a level that defies comprehension by people who are nameless, faceless others who have conspired to well, do them in. I think that's the thing with even Ann calling there. She sounds like she's a pretty rational, reasonable lady, right? But she's got this idea already that the votes are, that it's all rigged. Now, right. let me let me just say this. I heard what she was saying, but then in the same breath she said, but I'd rather it go to some with our, uh, the, well, the Speaker of the House go to somebody who's going to be Pelosi. Right. Now, here's what I heard. But that's what I, tra- what I, I almost don't really that. mind hearing that, though. Well, right. <laughs> neither do I. But, I mean, my point is when I hear the rationale, when I hear when I listen to the logic, here's how I translate that. I translate that to, to mean if my guy wins, I'll be okay with the voting not exactly. working. But otherwise, I think that the voting's broken. Okay, Great my, point, my, Jim. My default position is going to be if the voting's broken, the voting's broken. If the system's broken, like we're talking about – Big push to go to popular vote, right? Eliminate the Electoral College altogether. I'm not sure that I'm against it. I don't know how I feel about it. Got ups and downs about it. But my point is, is that if it's broken, it's broken. But I'm not going to say in the same breath with that statement. But it's broken because my guy didn't win. Amen. Uh, And, you know, that's pretty rational and reasonable. I don't consider myself either of those words. However, we <laughs> you would are like rational. to know from you. Uh, Eddie, we're going to get to the Mike from El Segundo. You've been so wonderful. Thank you for holding, brother. I know that it's been a long wait. If you'd like to reach us, you can reach us at 1-800-222-5222. Once again, 1-800-222-5222. No degrees necessary. We just want to hear what you think. Mike, how are we going to hey, do Mike. this thing? Hey, Mike. How you doing, man? Hi, Brian and Jim. Hey, brother. Um, hey, I got an AT&T and finally got them to fix my phone connection with the cell tower, so it should be a lot clearer now. Yeah, nice. Cool. Sounds good. They yeah. took them a week to do it. Who do they think they are? The government? Oh, I don't <laughs> right. They're, <just> <laughs> they're controlled by no, democratic what, people. They're making enough money. Antifa is controlling. That's what making, the A is for in AT&T. They're making enough money that they don't need your money, and then they're just going to tell you. I know. Uh, it's it's, uh, it's that's uh, the reality. That's Mike, we what's going to happen? Uh, Jim, I, what's going to happen, Mike? Jim and I are dying to know what you think. Okay, let me tell you what's going on here. The, these claims that um, Trump may refuse to leave office or the question is what would happen if he refuses to leave office, um, that is the same disinformation campaign that was pushed by the Democrat Party and the mainstream media fake news going back to like Bush 43 and I believe even previous presidents. The Atlantic ran an article with this last February, and if I search the internet, I'm sure I'll see more in that. 
And the real threat to our Constitution, our freedom, for decades has been the Democrat Party. They're the ones who resist the results of elections. They cannot win or steal. We've seen that over and over again, even the 2000 election, where they tried very hard to steal the election from George W. Bush, and they failed. And then they claimed that the election was stolen from the Democrats when it was really that they almost stole it from the voters. Okay, let me who stop voted you very briefly, Mike. When you say they... As referring to Democrats, that leads me to believe that you, you know, are Brian not a Democrat. That. that you're not a Democrat. He hates the they and the them. You know, no, he I hates hate the they. But but this is the point, and this is what I truly believe. Well, I'm talking about the party, the party. Okay, the Democrat Party, the politicians, and all their allied organizations. They have lots and lots of left wing and Marxist organizations. Yeah, let me just that ask you this: them, and the let media, me ask you this. The, the mainstream media. You, in terms of media, okay, well, the First Amendment is always going to be an issue uh, because if you are trying to consolidate power, you have to control the means of, of communication. And, and the schools. Let me put that aside, Mike. Let me too, put that right? aside. Yeah. Let me ask you this one question. Do you think that in order for our country to have the best chance possible, that we should have a voice from Democrats and that we should also have a voice from Republicans and that maybe one side could learn from the other side on many issues and that if they could work together, we could actually achieve a lot of solutions to our problems. Do you, do you think that there should be a voice for both parties? Absolutely. But the left wing on college campuses and the mainstream media, they've done everything they can to censor opposing viewpoints, conservative views, libertarian views. Have you really seen this happen views. like in, in real time? I mean, because if you listen to certain news outlets, it doesn't really matter which one. They all accuse the other side of fake news. They accuse the other side of distorting the truth. They accuse well, the other side. And the question is, does it really uh, get us anywhere to really attack the mechanism of information? Would it be more? Well, we more... need to expose it, Brian. We need to expose what's going on. It, it's when you been look exposed, at the news, almost Mike. all of it's the same. It's Associated Press, it's Reuters, it's New York Times, Los Angeles Times. A lot of the same news from the same source comes out in news outlets all over the country. And we have a real, mon almost a monopoly or near monopoly on news. And people need to understand that the news is not true news. It's not real news anymore. All right, well, hold on, Mike. Again, I don't want to get into the fake news, and I, I understand, and wait a minute. I'm not trying to cut you off for saying that because a lot of people believe that. A lot of Americans believe that the news is not fair. A lot of Americans believe that there are, if someone is critical of Trump, that must be something that is fake or there must be some fake news uh, because he doesn't really make mistakes. And a lot of folks believe that any reporting that is in any way critical of him, must be, uh, it must have some evil intention. My question is, let's put all of that aside because both sides are saying the same thing about each other. My question is, put all of that down. Do you really think that it gets us anywhere to completely invalidate um, the Democratic Party for being the Democratic Party or completely invalidate... Uh, well, because but, but Brian, he already said he he did in, my, in Mike's defense. He did say, yeah, of course, both should be there. Let me ask you this question, Mike. Let me bring it back around to the subject. So, do you believe that there's? I heard what you said in the very beginning. You came on, and I appreciate what you said that that Trump, of course, would. This is all crazy talk that we're talking right now. So, let me just ask you this realistic question: Is there any scenario that you can even imagine where? Trump's administration might challenge the results of the election. Let's just say it got really, really close. Let's go back to that example of maybe there's one swing state in there, and then there's some – it gets really tight, and there's some questions about potential voter fraud. Is there any scenario where you could see him challenging it? 
Oh, absolutely. If okay. there's real evidence of fraud, look at the 2000 election. That got challenged. It went now, up to the so Supreme then here's, Court. So then here's the next question, Mike. How far would it have to go? In other words, what would be his breaking point? Is it like, I don't know, 10 electoral votes, 50 electoral votes? At what point does he stop? I mean, Al Gore walked away at one point. At what point does Trump kind of like if it say, get, if it I gets to that point. Right, if it well, gets to Al that point. Gore lost in the Supreme Court. It's not walking away. It's, lo- it's called losing. Well, and- he, he could have. There's other ways he could have challenged it, though. I mean, the truth is, is that they decided that they would accept that and they would be done with it and they'd walk away. Well, actually, Al Gore did not walk away, come to think of it. Because right, right, hold on, hold on. Pushing. I don't want to get, want to get into too much well, of 2002. Yeah, not, okay. We won't go back uh, to but Gore Mike, listen, I want, to get, right. I want to get back to you. I, do, I got a couple of people sure. on it, but I, I want, sure. don't want you to go anywhere, Mike. Uh, Eddie okay, from LA, you've been holding for a minute. I wanted to get to you. Thank you so much, brother, for calling, Eddie. Um, I appreciate you holding. Uh, tell us what you think, brother. Uh, we're, we're trying to figure First out. First of all, <laughs> yeah. long-time listener, first-time caller. Certainly hey, appreciate you, brother. Certainly appreciate you, baby. Man, Mike from El Segundo, first of all. Do you guys know what El Segundo is? What that means? Uh, it's my neighbor to the, the south. El Segundo? Huh? What does it mean? The, the second. The second. Be nice. Be nice. Be nice. Be nice. No, 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 no. Okay, and I want to win. News was real. Okay, so here's the question. I'm going to answer the question and stick to the topic, though. Thank you. January 20, 2021. Yep. Yeah. Eddie's driving north on the 405, home from work, and the sun is setting, and my my iPhone starts vibrating on my hip. Yes. And I look down and I'm seeing tons of crazy ass tweets. This is one like, dramatic what? brother, man. I love, I love oh the story. Goodness, you're you're amazing. Amazing. He's totally getting it. coming from. I want, I want whatever you're smoking to know. And, and, I want to be smoking on, wait, that wait, myself, before, before, before he goes on, everyone that's listening, you understand January 20th is when this thing goes down. Right. January 20th, middle of the afternoon, that's when, in theory, it would be Biden walking up to say goodbye, Trump, and they stand on the... Or they, Trump they, saying goodbye, They Biden. wave on the, the porch of the White House. They all wave at everybody. Nice photo op, pomp and circumstance, and then he flies off in the sunset. Continue, Mike. Eddie, uh, don't continue. let me cut you off, go finish, ahead, brother. Go, go, go. I'm no, loving you. I'm no, loving no, what you're saying. No, Keep no, going. No, no, no. You're, you're feeling it. You're feeling yeah. it. Keep going. This is uh, driving 405 North, sunglasses on, inauguration day, but it's the evening already in L.A., oh, and it's late night on the East Coast over there. I'm listening to Ben Shapiro on KABC, of course, because I love KABC. Right. So the soft air from the air conditioner out. is wafting over my nose. Yes. I'm feeling all <laughs> California sunset. Keep going, brother. Yeah. What's happening? What kind of car do you think I'm in? Don't worry about uh, it, Eddie. No, help no, help me resolve happening. this problem. Tell us about these. these uh, uh, so, please get to the end, please. So we hear Ben Shapiro on the news, and he's saying, listen, Donald Trump has pent him up, himself up or down in the fuel bunker. He's down <laughs> in the elevator underneath the White House. Oh, right. Trapping his ass in there, and he's tweeting the heck out of everything, and he's holding all of our like NSA secrets hostage. And he was actually reading all that crap all along, and he's like, "Man, I'm going to tell you who shot JFK." Let me stop you. Let me stop you briefly. Let me stop you briefly. Now, if you take the pulse of of just the callers that we've had today, and just imagine that that's emblematic of the way that Americans think, there are people that would just tune you out immediately and say there's no possible way Trump is an honorable, hold on, Trump is an honorable man. He tells the truth. He will never do anything as dishonorable as refuse with physical force to leave. Now, the deeper question is whether he would, whether he wouldn't, if we had a contested election that really went to the next level, what do you think it would do to us as a nation? Without blaming anyone who, right, right. what do you think anybody, that would happens? do to us as a nation, Eddie? Oh, man, it's like a, a divided nation. 
I think it's totally a divided nation at that point because we're going to be having a massive issue. And Trump is going to believe like this dangling Chad runoff theory from will there be civil uh, unrest? This is the, Eddie, will there, Eddie, will there be civil unrest? Will it really happen? Or will everyone just kind of like go to sleep and wake up the next day and go to work? I think, I think there's enough uh, animosity going on um, against Trump, even in the swing votes right now to neutralize any kind of uh, potential civil unrest over Donald Trump. I now, think this is the deepest contained. question. This is the deepest question I could ask you, yeah. and I want everyone listening to think about this. How yeah. is that any different than right now? How is that <laughs> level of hatred different. and division? Not, not much and of a difference here. How is that any different than today? I want you to think about it. Hector, we're going to get to you right after the break. Mike, don't go anywhere. We're going to uh, actually have all of the answers in the world because the yes. crystal ball seems to be lighting up. It's lighting up. Oh my yeah. goodness. It's warming up right you now. You really want to hear this last segment, folks. We love you. I think ya. I'm going to ask the, the crystal ball, who's Roger Stone going to vote for? Oh. I mean, he's out now, right? So he can vote. I think it only gives he like eight, vote, right? eight mold. <laughs> I think it says it. it's decidedly so. Oh, yeah, it's, 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 it's I just, don't know. I think we're going to have that. That's a, that's, a, that's a lock. We love this country and we love you all, folks. We're going to be right back. Oh, Eddie, you didn't have to go. We love you all. Come on, come on. We'll be right back. Cocaine for me, man. As soon as I hear Boston, I just go crazy. It's really amazing. Now, Jim, I don't think you've done blow as far as I know. Wow. I'm messing with yeah, you. Folks, we're really that. we're kind of uh, feeling like we're born in the wrong team in the wrong place. We love the music of the 70s so much here. If you're listening to the stuff that we play in the break. Anyway, we're wondering uh the nation that we love and cherish, are we headed off of a cliff? Are we already there? Uh, the divisions within this nation, uh, I think no matter who you talk to, or you have to agree that we've got some major, major rifts. We're not listening to each other anymore, and we have all kinds of problems. And the ultimate climax is going to happen in November. And many people will see that as a referendum on who's right and who's wrong. Almost no one will see it as it doesn't matter who's right or who's wrong. We're one nation and we got to start getting together and get this big evil behind us, get this invisible division behind us. Try to get back together, man. Then we'll just have another problem and there'll be another suit in the White House or the same suit, but we won't get anywhere as a nation. Hector from Southgate, you've been so patient. Hector. Thank you for calling the Nation uh, Divided, brother. Uh, we're dying to know what you think. Talk to us. Thank you for having me. Uh, I'm just uh, so disgusted. You know, I, I think this this has been going on for a long time, for like yes. 50 years, under under the Kennedy administration. Mm. They they weakened our laws. Are you north of 70 years old, Hector? No, I'm 65. All right, brother, keep going, keep going. Yes, I've yes. Been around. Your voice matters. Uh, Anybody uh, older, I'm telling you, keep going, brother. Keep yes. <laughs> to me, I just feel you know it's, they've just been weakening our country little bit by little bit. You know, our laws, look at our three, we had a three strikes law that was working well. They got rid of that. In uh, uh, New York, was search and stop and frisk. You know, it's just one thing after another. And then they have these organizations, Antifa and, and BLM. Yeah. Those people need to be investigated. Well, you I know? can tell you and, one thing. is hammered. In mm. the old days, we wouldn't have put up with this. Well, you've been around for a while. You've seen a lot of different administrations. 
Uh, who's the first yeah. president, Hector, that you really remember actually really knowing who that person was? I mean, I was alive when Nixon was alive, but oh. I don't remember. Who was the first president that you actually really remember really well? Kennedy, John okay. Kennedy. Okay, I thought you would say that. Now, Kennedy came at a time when our nation was incredibly divided. I mean, that was really the first major, huge uh, exposition of cultural of rifts. Yep. Huge Every, the, everybody hated uh, whoever was on the other side. Some big missteps politically, a lot of ways there. Now, now, Hector, I'm dying to hear how you're going to answer this. Because you've been around, you obviously have a clean head, you're rational. You're obviously paying attention, you got a good heart. Where are where do we rank now in terms of all of your experience, in terms of the divisions within our internal fabric as Americans, even compared to the Kennedy administration and Nixon and, and the Vietnam War and all of that that happened then? Where do you think we, we rank now? Is this the most divided we've ever been or not? Um. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I, I, I never saw it like this because at least with Martin Luther King, he did it the right way, you know, nonviolence. Yes. Amen. And he got the job and he got the job done. Amen. Uh, now, do we've you, allowed these, you know, people to go crazy, looting and burning. And, you know, all I know is that back in the old days, it, we wouldn't have put up with this. This would have been nipped in the bud. It's like when you have a bully. If you don't take care of that bully quickly... He's just going to keep on bullying you. Well, there have been a lot of issues that have kind of boiled over the surface. And you're, you're bringing yeah. together a lot. Of, you're bringing to mind just a really, you know, a lot of things that are happening. We've got people in the streets. Uh, there, there have been a lot of episodes of, of me, lawlessness. This is a revolution. This is, this is a, a, a under-the-table revolution that's going on right now. And the Democrats are with them. You know, I don't. Trump wins; they're going to go crazy. It's going to. Well, you know, they're going what, to what's going to happen after. if Biden wins? Do what, you think the Trump Biden supporters wins, will go yeah. crazy? I mean, do you think that there will be I'm another? Not, go ahead. Yeah, what Biden do you think? Would win. I think their plan is if Biden wins, I don't think he'll be around long. And that's funny. You mean just because of physical uh, physical conditions? Yeah, because or? he's older. Is that yeah. what they're thinking? And, and, happen, and Hector, yeah. please don't use your real name because the Secret Service may be listening to what you're saying <laughs> yeah, right yeah, now. No, no, and no, uh, no, you don't ever want to even, even in passing no, mention something happening to, to a yeah. president or, right. or a president yeah, yeah, like yeah. they will show up at your door. I'm telling you, it's yeah. crazy. Keep Not going. even a joke. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't want anything to happen to him or anything. You know, I just don't think he'll be in charge long enough. The vice president will take over. Do you think that our country would work best with Republicans and Democrats working together? Or do you just think that it's out of hand and we just need one party to take over and just destroy the other party? Uh, there, there's always going to be two parties because, you know, people have different opinions. Amen. Well, there you Hector, go. thank you so much for calling. And listen, I, like I want to thank you uh, for, you know, anytime someone that's elderly, I have so much respect for for anyone who's lived through this country and given some different anyone perspective, who's, yeah. who's yeah. we miss Kennedy. Yeah, I we really love yeah, the, right. you know hearing the voice of people who have been there and done that. Thank you so much for calling, Hector. Mike, I want to switch back to you real quickly. Um, now, I want to ask you this, Mike. Now, without accusing one side or another side of wrongdoing, without saying that this person did this or this person's evil and this person's good, what do you think could happen in November? that would actually have the effect of bringing us together instead of further drawing a wedge between our human family. Do you think... Nothing, nothing can happen. I'll tell you why. The most united we have been in my lifetime was after the 9-11 um, 
jihad terrorist attack. This country was incredibly united. Because we had a common enemy. Democrats, a very good point. Everyone was united. Yeah. And what happened was, in order to defeat President Bush, George W. Bush and his re-election, the Democrat Party and their allies in the media started creating division, dissension. They kept working out because Republicans don't win elections when we're united. They win the elections by dividing us. It's divide and conquer. And that's part of the overall Marxist strategy is dividing Congress by race, by gender, by class. So we will not be more united. I believe there's going to be violence in the streets no matter who wins the election. Mike, I wish I could talk to you all afternoon, but mm -hmm. unfortunately I'm going to have to ask you to put a bow on it. Now, Mike, I really love your your, uh, analysis. Uh, And what Mike is saying is some may consider pessimistic, some may consider realistic. Uh, But the point is, is that we're so divided. Right. Is there any nonviolent outcome that can work? I mean, is there any type of person or group of people that could say enough is enough? I don't care if you're Democrat. I don't care if you're Republican. Yeah, is there any solution? Is there any amount of evidence, that, any amount of reporting, any right. amount of data? It just That would know. require something that's not going to happen, which is a total reform in the news media. They promote and teach about our founding, the true founding of our country, not what the New York Times is teaching, the true founding that we're all created equal. We have unalienable yeah. God-given rights that no people or government can take away. The purpose of government is to protect our freedom. And mm. when it fails to do that, we can fix it. We can I got common ground it. with you, Mike. Thank I you so much for ground. calling. Uh, Jim, Thanks, why Mike. don't you tell them, listen, we don't have a whole lot of time left. Tell our folks, good job, Mike. Tell our folks just a little bit about some of the times this has happened in our nation before. Well, I'll tell you about the single time. that It was arguably the most contentious presidential election in history was the uh, Tilden Hayes election. That right. was So that was in 1876. And so what happened there, you're 10 years after the Civil War, Reconstruction's still in the South. Right. And you've got uh, a guy in Tilden who's a Democrat candidate. You've got... Hayes, and in those days, the Democrats kind of were on the conservative white they side, and the Republicans were kind Southern of on the Democrats, liberal yeah. people of color. Anyway, Democrats. Going. So, yeah, Tilden, all of his support came from the South. And so what basically happened is you had several states. I think it was like perhaps maybe Florida, Louisiana, I'm thinking. I think it was maybe South Carolina's in there. You've got several states where you have two different uh, results. You've got electors that are the Republican electors, and you've got Democrat electors that both say our guy won. So now you Is got it this coincidence that all of those states were southern states well, during well, the Civil War. Okay, anyway, right? keep so, going, keep going, keep so going. Let's get to what happened. Keep going. This is what it, this is. This is the this is the thing. I think that people sometimes don't appreciate that this is a real problem. This is a real potential scenario. Yes, it could happen, and we could find ourselves there again. And what's the end result? Not how many uh, McDonald's get burned down down the street for some riot. Not a bunch of people getting crazy and mad on Fox News. I'm talking about real, no BS legislative results. So here's what happens. You get the House has to make a decision because they've got these states who have said, hey, yes. we're giving you both candidates and you can't take both. It's got to be one or the other. they got to make a decision. So the House had to so, decide who was president. Uh, the House had to decide who was president. And of course, they had to be legislation to do that. What do they do? They appoint a committee to, do, to decide this. And here's what happened. The Compromise of 1877 is what it was called. Yep. And most people don't even know what this was. But basically what it was was this. The Democrats came in the House to the Republicans. They said, here's what we'll do. We'll concede the election, and we will let Hayes be the man. We'll let you guys win the the presidency, but here's what we want in return. Withdraw federal troops in Reconstruction and let us do what we want to do with the black population in the South. Dog whistles. And the Republic- states' rights. States' and, rights and was states, a dog and the, whistle. And the, and, the, and the Republicans said yes. And so immediately. And here's what's really interesting about That's this. That's when you all can, the Jim Crow and everything this, this started. Thing, this isn't conspiracy. This you got to. This is the reality of it. 
at right after that, what happens? Jim Crow laws pop up. Right. I mean, you know, when, you, you, you got to call a duck a duck. I mean, that's what happened. So, folks, listen, uh, we've had a really lively discussion. Uh, I really am incredibly interested uh, in what everyone's thinking and feeling right now uh, because I believe that there are invisible forces that are tearing us apart. And they do not need to be doing that. And we do not need to give them the credence that we're giving. And I think that everyone needs to just stop looking at the problem in terms of them or those people or those groups of people and all of those horrible people. Because whether you realize it or not, you're parroting something that has been told to you. We actually have so much more in common as a nation. And we were talking about 9-11. Mike said that that was when we were the same, closest. I guarantee you, yeah. if we get attacked by another nation, there's not going to be no black and white oh, yeah. people. Absolutely. There will not be Republicans right. and Democrats. We are going to throw down and, people and will come get together. together and destroy our enemy. We have to look at but the why enemy in terms why of we, the, the invisible division. We have to look at the enemy as the thing that's threatening our existence as Amen. a nation. Folk. Right. And not the folks. I cut you off, Jim, and you're giving me attitude. Finish your point. Attitude. Finish your point. Wayman's giving you attitude. No, Wayman's right. saying go. Folks, even if we disagree with you. We love you all. We love you all. We really do. Thanks for tuning Same. in. We're going to be switching to two hours pretty soon. Be safe out there, folks, really. It's not as bad as you think. Just love you all. This show is pre recorded and furnished by The Cochran Firm.